0: hey there this is cassandra from the water trio and i'm joined here by the lovely alicia and kelly and we're going to be discussing the astrology of the week beginning january 14 so let's just cut to the chase shall we uh which aspects are we going to talk about this week
1: uh, well, I'm renaming the Sun South Node, which is happening on Wednesday the 16th at 26 Cap in Canada and the States, and that'll be Tuesday the seventh Sorry, Thursday the 17th. 17th, if, you're in, if yeah. you're in Australia. I'm renaming the Sun South Node energy the Marie Kondo aspect <laughs> um, because <laughs> I think it's all about. I mean, the South Node's about releasing and letting go, and many of us will be doing this at an emotional and a spiritual level. But I know so many of us are also gonna be doing it at a practical level with things like decluttering and Marie Kondo, the author of The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. (laughs) I've been mentioning this almost in every video call this month um, with the sun in the south node sign. Um, There's a new documentary or show based on her book that's just come out on Netflix. So if you have no idea what I'm talking about, just jump on Netflix, watch episode one, and I dare you to not want to do some cleaning or purging of your own. Um, So I've definitely got my eye on that aspect midweek, but what about you guys?
0: Well, now that you mention that, I have to um, uh, mention the dear Gordon White from yes. Rune Soup. So um, for any of those who are into astrology and magic, uh, Gordon White is is the guy. And uh, so we were just talking on Twitter earlier and um, he made a, a tweet about, um, you know, if you're looking for a bargain at your local op shop or thrift store or whatever you call them, next week is the time to go and capture. To yourself like a Jupiter Venus bargain <laughs> um, when everybody's doing the clean out and so if you are a bit of a secondhand shopper I think uh, it'll be a good time to go down to your local vinnies and see what you can pick up
1: a hundred percent that's such a good point because I don't know I just feel so much at the moment with things like the Sun going over the south node we we're gonna have other planets this month like Mercury and, and later in 2019 even Saturn going over the south node It just feels like getting rid of old stuff, whether it's Mm. physical stuff or emotional Mm. congestion. It's just that sense of wanting to clean and clear. I mean, I'm a pretty big declutterer from way back, but I feel it even more strongly at the moment um, than ever before. But yeah, what about what else are you guys interested in this week? Or Leesh, have you thought about this one?
2: Well, just also one of the things I love about Marie Kondo is she talks about how, What The things to keep are the things that bring you joy. Yes. And I feel like it's such a beautiful balance between, you know, that Saturn and Capricorn energy and that Jupiter and Sag energy that we've got happening. And Venus in Sag at the moment, too, is really simplifying things down and getting rid of the clutter to really those things that lighten your life bring you joy bring you peace bring you beauty and bring you you know and the freedom as well that comes with a house that's minimalist uh we try to do the same I think my Aquarius husband would actually literally like to throw out every piece of furniture and sit on the floor on cushions um I can't handle that but yeah it's, it's that thing of getting stuff out of the house and I feel like when you do it physically you also do it energetically and it's the flow that's able to come in when you're not you know imagine walking through a room that's cluttered with furniture as compared to a room that's a lot more open and has a lot more light i feel like it's going to happen on physical mental and emotional levels as well as spiritual Mm.
0: so i mean uh that's just a thing for all cancerians out there that Have hoarding tendencies (laughs) clean up (laughs) except for me of course I have Virgo on the I have Virgo on the IC I like it Spartan Um, but yeah no I do notice uh, some you know in the consultations and things that I've had this week um, I've actually had conversations with clients who have strong cancer charts and they They know they've got to get rid of things. They know that that time is up or that sentimental piece no longer holds that value, but they're just struggling to let it go. So, yeah, it's going to be challenging for, for some of us. But once you get pushed through that, then it's kind of liberating ultimately and it allows room for the things that are, you know, the Jupiter stuff, what's bigger, what's better, what's more
1: absolutely what's what's even more meaningful to come in because it's so easy to sneak in you know, $50 on books or clothing here and there and not realise, you know, that you've got 65 black T-shirts or something, which is clearly my preferred analogy for excessive shopping. So obviously I have too many black T-shirts. Um,
0: and very satin uh, as well. Yes. Right? Oh, my gosh.
1: Well, and for teaching and presenting, I always find, you know, there's there's a lot of heat that's generated in the body when you're presenting. So I always like to go for a dark coloured top to uh, maintain a professional image. <laughs> Don't like sweat patches, Kel. (laughs) no it makes me i'm self-conscious enough um the other thing that this is just reminding me is the sun conjunct one of the nodes also means that we're halfway through the eclipse season Mm. Uh, and so this midweek the 16th 17th is the midway point in our current eclipse season so three weeks prior and three weeks after this date is Mm. our eclipse season it's about six weeks all up And any new or full moon in that time frame becomes an eclipse. So this is a nice crossing point that we are in the thick of maybe the eclipse vortex this week. But as we head into the week after, you know, for next week, that will settle down a little bit, or at least we start to move out of the eclipse, uh, the the full intensity of the eclipse piece. And so, them. about
0: the eclipse, Kel, yeah. uh, and interested in your thoughts too, Lee. She, now that we're post the first eclipse um, that just happened a few days ago um, on the weekend, so how were you guys uh, post eclipse or any notable happenings?
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> is it bad that I can't even remember back that far? <laughs> it, feel, it feels like it. Hey, it's like that strange vortex. And it is an unusual time. Like, You know how Christmas New Year that week has a feel to it, and I always find that that time between eclipses is almost that new year, the Christmas New Year feel. It's like, what day is it? Where am I? What am I doing? Where am I going? It just has, it's not something that I've ever been able to fully articulate or put my finger on, but there's a feel to it. Like for me personally, I find my psychic senses are like -like, Spider-Man-like, Eclipsey time, Um, just uh, weird happenings, uh, coincidences. I go to text somebody and I open up my WhatsApp and they're texting me, for example, just crazy things like that. So, um, yeah, I was just interested to um, explore now that we're in that. I mean, there's no eclipses this week, of course, but we are in the season and they are poignant times.
1: Yeah, I did. um, I did get clarification about what to do, like about I was supposed to do a full day workshop when I was in Sydney and I was just having some internal stuckness around, you know, picking the topic and even just moving forward with organizing the logistics, which is highly unlike me. So I had a bit of an honest uh, conversation with myself over the eclipse weekend and just realized that I didn't have the strong drive to do it. So I've just decided not to do it. Um, And I hadn't, you know, announced it or anything, so it's not like I had to pull things back, but it was just being really honest with that idea of less is more. And, you know, this recent eclipse, the new moon eclipse, the solar eclipse in Capricorn was on the south node. Um, And I think, you know, we will have north node eclipses. Uh, The Leo eclipse coming up January 21st is closer to the north node, more about moving forward, more about accumulation or maybe adding things in. But certainly, like, we're still in this very... South nodey part of the eclipse season. So that idea of letting go. And I was mm-hmm. trying to think, what did we actually do on eclipse weekend? Now it was in my 11th house. I've got a Capricorn 11th house. So we actually had a really full weekend of friend activities, which was lovely. And I basically have, didn't have that over the holiday season. But on Sunday afternoon, my husband and I sat down and we actually went through all of our Christmas decorations. We are taking down our Christmas tree. And just because we are in this larger decluttering process, we li- we, we literally Marie kondo and put all of the Christmas decorations in the one room. And we went from three boxes of Christmas crap down to one. And we've just either donated or chucked out stuff. So I guess that's a very Capricorn South Node Eclipse Ooh. Um type thing
0: how about you Lishi um
2: yeah that was a pretty big what about you guys for me well it's in my 10th house and it was smack bang opposite my Saturn in the fourth so it was a struggle for me it was a real struggle around some old family patterns um that happened and yeah there were tears um I'll be honest about that, but I feel like I've also managed to step into a new place of maturity and a place with strong boundaries, and I'm really able to go forward, knowing, being more conscious of those patterns and those drives that were going on. Um, you know, fourth house can be that place of hidden things or where you you know keep things in the cellar of yourself. So, I guess that shone a light kind of down there for me, and also about where I self-limit myself. Um, So, I have used that eclipse. Um, I know it's not about intention. So, I decided to use it about releasing stuff and it was just letting go of my lack of trust actually and all the need to be in control all the time. So, um, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I guess those are more shadow sides of Capricorn Um, so it's letting go of the shadow side of Capricorn and stepping into a whole new way of just allowing that flow in um, but still within a good structure so that was the eclipse for me how about you Cass
0: Um, excuse me Capricorn is my eighth house so I spent a whole lot of money over the weekend (laughs) Um, (laughs) um, I love it (laughs) booking flights and paying bills and uh things like that so um and you know those flights don't even count my ones to the us for may yet that was just the interstate portion of things um but i actually wrote a blog post about um this whole eclipse and not that these things happened sort of close to the eclipse it was sort of in the lead up but what the eclipse i guess kind of brought awareness to or uh, backlit in a sense being in the eighth house so it's in aversion to me um, from my ascendant is it kind of forced me to become aware of the reality of the choices that i'd made Mm -hmm. so i'd had a few uh issues that happened um unrelated to each other um, but they were, but cause they happened in close succession, it kind of all came at me. So some of them were choices I made two years ago and I knew that certain things were inevitable, but it's, you know, and this is the thing sometimes with Capricorn, you can strategize, you can plan, you can get the process stuff down pat, but it's not until you actually live it and experience it. You do the stuff that Capricorn doesn't do. And that's how it feels. Feel it. And so, yeah, so that's kind of how it was. And because I'm a Cancer, so of course, you know, it's, I'm like trying to not be all Capricorn about it and allow myself to feel it. So, you know, and that's just basically what happened. It was just facing the reality of, you know, some, different yet kind of related choices that I made. And I just had to uh, do that. Um, But, you know, nothing actually happened. Um, I was just in the writing den, which I am still am. I'm just doing a massive writing project right now. So, it was just basically bum on my seat and doing work, Capricorn. So Mm -hmm.
1: I love that, Cass. And I'm struck by all of our experiences with the eclipse. We're very Described or symbolized by the natal house that the Capricorn Mm. eclipse fell in. So Lee, you were dealing with family of origin stuff, which is definitely fourth house. Uh, I was dealing with some friendship stuff, 11th and Cass. I love when you talked about the eighth house where you were sort of paying bills and things because I think people often get worried when they're getting transits or activations in their eighth house. But often what I find with eighth house stuff, I just pay all my bills. Like even each month when the moon moves through my eighth house, that's, I sort of naturally gravitate towards where am I up to date? Who do I owe money to? Or what do I need to kind of settle an account with? And so that's actually a really kind of productive use of eighth house yep. stuff.
0: It's just like, was this a weekend? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it out, the money ladies. out. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, paying bills and also facing some of the fears and anxieties I had, um, you know, uh, a- around certain things. And, you know, Capricorn, just here's the reality. That's it, is what 100%. it is. It's black and white. And uh, so I just stayed in hibernation and, you know, crawled back into my shell for a little while. (laughs) And
1: it's good to tune into our Capricorn stuff because this is the last week with the sun in Capricorn for Mm. 2019. So on Sunday the 20th, the sun will move into Aquarius. And so next week is sort of a new week, but it's actually a whole new astrological month, which we'll be talking more about in next week's episode. But just for everyone to be aware, this is the last week with the sun in Cap, which also means the sun is going to make its last square to Uranus in Aries. Yes. Uh, Friday the 18th, Saturday the 19th. What do you guys think about that one?
2: Well, I feel like, you know, the sun spent the last month traveling through Capricorn and it's been, you know, there's so much in Capricorn as we've talked about and it's been picking up these little stories and beaming them down to us, you know, when it was conjunct Saturn, then it was conjunct Pluto, then it's conjunct the South Node. And now it's like, okay, it's, it's, I feel like it's almost like when I was traveling in the Middle East and I'd be leaving a country and you just hit this last security point. I was like, oh God, what's going to happen now? You know, have we got everything okay? Is, you know, am I wearing the right thing? Have I got, you know, the right passport in place with the right visas? You know, it's, it's like that last shock that may happen that may stop you or a hurdle you have to climb over, um, to be able to get through to the other side. So, you know, there was one particular, I won't go into the details of it, but literally, you know, we were out of the car, you know, men with guns, all that kind of stuff. And they weren't pointing them at us, but, you know, it's one of those situations where you're like, what the hell's going to happen here? I've got absolutely no idea if I'm going to be going back into the car that I was in or if I'll be going off into a police car and heading off to, you know, a different part of the security, you know, to, to the um, customs gate. So, yeah, the joys of travelling in the Middle East. Um, and- but everything was fine and it all worked out well. But it was that, I guess it's that eclipsy feeling too Ooh. of that shock <laughs> and that we've been talking about. It kind of adds in even more to that.
0: And that's, I guess, just to add a layer to that, Leishi. You know, for the people who are listening who are in the US, you know, us as Australians, we don't do guns. So to be yeah. in that in that presence <laughs> of men with guns, it's like, oh shit, things are a bit yep. serious here. So yeah, just to kind of put it in context, it's not part of our everyday. Uh, like you know, it's not part of everyday lifestyle in America too, but it's it is more so. Uh,
1: in some parts yeah. of the states, it kind of <laughs> yeah, is. Totally. And I remember a few years ago, Peter and I, my husband and I, were driving down to. I think we were driving down to the Carolinas on like a March break, get out of Canadian cold, and we stopped part way down to stay overnight at a you know hotel motel for dinner. And we're at breakfast the next morning. There's kids running around the dining room and you know we're going up to the buffet and stuff. And I sort of, just out of the corner of my eye, I saw a gentleman with a gun on his hip. And I just sort of stopped dead in my tracks Mm. because it's As an Australian who's works. lived in Australia, it's very – I don't think I'd ever seen – obviously he had a licence to carry it and it's legal and everything, but it was just that sense of this is not what I'm used to seeing. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I had it, a
0: similar thing yeah. at UAC. Yeah, we went right. – Yeah, one night there, I think it might have been like maybe night two or three, we kind of made the realisation just how early the bar at the hotel closed. So, we decided to go on this trek for...
2: (laughs) That's another Australian thing you have to get
0: used to. (laughs) So, we decided to go on this, you know, voyage to the unknown and go down a few blocks, um, you know, beyond the Magnificent Mile. And um, because I didn't sort of really forward plan that I would be going on this adventure, I didn't have any ID with me. So we get to this bar and they're very strict with um, checking IDs and what have you. And despite my accent, despite being super friendly, she just wasn't going to let me in. And I was like, yeah. And I said to the rest of the bunch that I was with, oh yeah, no worries. I'll just go back to the hotel, grab my passport. No big deal. So I started to kind of like go And then, uh, you know, one of the fellow Aussies, Josh, he turns around and he goes, you can't go by yourself, Cass. And I'm like, Mm. why not? And like, you know, just sort of, and it's, he goes, they've got guns here. And then we looked around and we could, like, now that I was actually honing it, because I was just in my Jupiter rising bubble, right? And I was like, oh, yeah, these these look like kids and they've got guns. And so, yeah, so he came back to the room with me got we got the passport we got back to the bar but it was just one of those moments where I was like I'm not in Kansas anymore and mm-hmm. um and I just sort of it, it it kind of like I wouldn't say shattered my confidence but I had to just be mindful that you know do not make eye contact with anybody just you know blinkers on and just go straight and it's a different feel so yeah that's a bit of a tangent but yeah i guess no that's... i was like how did we get here again but i was like oh this uh, is it comes so art, right it's
1: it's the whole idea of being at least you were telling about your middle east story like Being in an environment where the cultural norms or even the laws about what's safe, not safe, okay, not okay, are just different from what you're used to or what you're familiar Mm. with. And each of us have described situations where... You know, things were different from our experience and we weren't sure whether that we were okay with that or we were a little bit more on guard. And I think mm. this is a really good way of, of drilling into the sun Uranus energy, which is being a little bit outside your comfort zone, being having that feeling of being a little bit of a stranger in a strange land and not sure how to acclimatize to what is um, acceptable in wherever you happen to be. So there's like a curiosity, but maybe a wariness as well about what's different and, and how you feel about it. Yeah. And
2: there's and still the
1: excitement component.
0: Sorry, Liz. Yes. Yes. <laughs> no, you go, Cass. There is the excitement component too with Uranus. Like mm. it's probably not going to be enough to stop you because let's face it, Uranus, you just can't stop. Once its energy is there, it's present. You, there's no holding back from it. So, we're still going to do what we're going to do, but perhaps be aware of, um, you know, the shock as opposed to the surprise.
2: Yeah. And I feel like it's also a good leap into, well, a a next doorstep into the moon. (laughs) I can't even speak now. I'm still in the (laughs) Middle East. Into the sun moving into Aquarius. And, you know, we're traditional astrologers. So, yes, Saturn definitely still rules Aquarius for us, but... There still is that more of a component with Aquarius where things are different, things are unusual, um, and you can feel like you know you are a stranger in a strange land. So as the sun moves into there the next day, you know what are your thoughts about that, girls, and, and what we'll be doing?
0: It'll just be nice to have a house focus shift so mm. it takes all that capricorn wherever that is for you and then we've just got a little bit of i mean still a Saturn energy there but there's definitely um you know looking a little bit for you know further out or further beyond with the um, um aquarius component so i am looking forward to just having that, that that little bit of a shift and then of course we'll have you know mercury will follow suit soon thereafter so that'll just be um just get us out of that that heaviness it'll just lighten it up a little bit and then of course those planets therefore make a nice sextile to Jupiter so it will be just that little bit more casting out beyond rather than being stuck in in Capricorn
1: yeah that's one of the things I'm really looking forward to with the sun leaving Capricorn is that Capricorn's a bit of a a heavy duty sign right now with Pluto and the south node and Saturn there I'd like to have the sun, the, my, the main kind of vital force or life-giving planet, I'd like to have that in a different sign from all of those very kind of heavy or, you know, they're, they're kind of, um, well, the Saturn has a depressing quality. And so, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for the sun to to leave behind the, uh, the wild dark woods of Capricorn. And, yeah, I always think too about that shift into air, And the curious, collaborative, kind of more connection-focused energy that can come through, uh, which, you know, we're going to be tapping into with our Sydney event at the end of January. But I do like the sun in Aquarius month. Sure, it's going to highlight a different house in your chart, and that can be, you know, light or dark, depending on the chart. But it's just a generally lighter energy. And as you said, Cass, we will get the sun coming up to sextile jupiter um certainly by sign for the whole time the sun is in aquarius uh and
0: my cat merlin and even, is uh, obviously demanding even mars some attention. for a point you know for a big chunk of that time as well yes mm. yeah. exactly exactly
1: mm. um well that and speaking of mars um there is one aspect we flagged about mars this week uh, Venus will venus venus Mars. Yeah. yeah it sure uh,
0: will what are you guys thinking about that Fire, fire, fire. Bring it. I love fire. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, it can be all-consuming and suffocating, but it's exciting, it's motivating, it's encouraging, and I love it. So I'm just going to say that. I think yeah. that's fantastic. <laughs> Somebody has I a like- fire sign descendant, so of course I love fire. <laughs> I love people who bring that that, that quality in. Um, and, you know, it's just going to be such a welcome relief after all this earth after all this Saturn just to have something that is supportive and inspirational and quite elevating you know looking forward to what's possible what can be done um Mm. without you know uh, without the sort of restrictive vibe to it so I mean here's me getting all excited about it and I was just having conversations earlier going oh do I work or do I do I go out and have a good time you know so um yeah we probably know what's going to end up happening but yeah, that's that's <laughs> <laughs> um yes, yeah, so that is um that that's my take on it. So it's just really going to bring whatever the um you know, the house that rules Aries for you, whatever house rules Jupiter for you, it, there's going to be that lovely flow, that lovely connection um moving through. So I think it's great. Um I'm looking forward to it. Um and yeah. Progress, action, positivity, motivation, encouragement and support, you know, and even just from that real kind of Astro 101, you know, Mars and Venus working together is always lovely. Um, You know, just there's flow, there's collaboration, there's being on the same page with, um, you know, somebody else. So that's always really nice.
2: Yep. I feel like, um, you know, whenever Venus and Mars touch, but especially with this harmonious trine, you know, Venus cools down Mars and, you know, adds a a charm and a diplomacy, whereas Mars warms up Venus. And so her, you know, she's she's more active and she's more able to get out there and do things. Um, And especially happening in these two fire signs, as you described, Cass, it really will be on the go. And it's interesting that it's happening. So in the States, it's Friday the 18th, isn't it? So it's on Venus's day. Um, For us here in Australia, it's on the 19th early in the morning. So, yeah, it's just, I feel like there's going to be more to do on that Venus day and more happening and just getting your... Getting your t- shaking your tail feather, really. Um, that's what it makes me think about. Get out, go dancing. You know, that'd be the perfect night to grab the girlfriends go out dancing, you know, maybe flirt a little bit because we know Venus and Sag loves a flirt. Um, so yeah, that's my take on it.
1: I love it. I love it. I agree with everything you guys are saying because it is Venus and Sag, try and rise in Aries. It's got adventure. It's got a little bit of confidence, bit of courage. There's a boldness. Like, you know, why wouldn't we try? Why not? Let's do it kind of thing. So it's definitely a fun um, aspect to take into the weekend. So, yeah, dancing, being physically active, you know, being proactive in, in the love and romance game, if, whether you're single or you've got a partner, it's definitely a flirty, a flirty, fun and affectionate energy. Uh, which can be great for time with friends. It can be great for you know exciting stuff with family, but it's really good in that romantic space. So that's definitely a fun aspect to make the most of this week.
2: Yeah, especially because I'm really naming this week the week of Capricorn. So it kind of you know yeah. it's it's one of the lighter moments. Um, so yeah, definitely get out, enjoy that Friday night wherever you are.
1: Fantastic. Any extra thoughts for this episode, gals?
0: Not from me. Not from the astrological perspective. Um, I mean, I think we've covered the bulk of it. We've had a few nice segues. We've had <laughs> uh, a little bit of chitty chat. So which it's probably... A few <laughs> tangents. Maybe, the, maybe the, uh, the, the, the eclipse episodes will be a little bit like that because I've said this before. I'm always quite proud of how on track we stay with these podcasts. So, um, well, I guess in vein of that, is there anything that you ladies would like to mention or promote? Um, you're going to be en route. Uh, you're traveling around, Kel, heading to Seattle, aren't you, next week? Yes, yeah, I think
1: this week that this episode will drop, I'll just be leaving Seattle and heading to Portland for a few days of kind of R&R slash preparation. And then I'm teaching my retreat, which is sold out in Palm Springs the weekend of the 18th to the 20th, which is really exciting uh so that's what i've got coming up this week uh i probably should say that my my next group mentoring is now open for registration it we start friday march the first uh but it is limited space so for those of you who might be interested in that whether you've done it before uh, or if you've got questions you can email me or you can sign up on the website what about you girls
2: blessy nothing no i'm i'm still head down bum up you know i've just got client consults so for anyone that's looking for a reading um i think yeah actually the i will have some openings by the end of that week um i'm fully booked up until the 20th but yeah um and i'm just working on my website so i'm still it. trying to use that capricorn <laughs> energy right up until the end
0: <laughs> Uh, Well, myself, I am uh, in the middle of quite a massive uh, writing project right now um, with a company based out of Canada. So uh, I'm enjoying that process. Um, So this episode will see me, uh, we're talking about next week. So I'll be kind of uh, in Canberra uh, at the end of this week. And uh, so if anybody is listening from Canberra, um, please feel free to connect with me. I'd love to catch up with you for a coffee or maybe a wine um and um <laughs> likely a wine <laughs> i'm trying to be good uh, mars and pisces <laughs> i did a little damage around the waistline so um back into the power lifting and the macro tracking it's you know jupiter or Saturn. you know it's the paradigm right so i'm just trying to to you know be back on the wagon so yeah i'll be in canberra that week um you know Consulting, doing a bit of this, a bit of that. So that'll be wonderful. But apart from that, yeah, I'm just really uh, doing the Capricorn thing to head down, bum up, as we would say in Australia, and just um, being a word machine. Love it. Love it. And then, of course, we've got our triage what a trio of line. water. <laughs> 30th of January. So the three of us are going to be in Sydney um crow's nest and we are going to be talking about the astrology of 2019 so it's going to be a really fun uh workshoppy connection um looking at how the astro plays out with your life um and the year ahead yeah working this sat the Saturn jupiter stuff so making the most of what's coming up planning prepping all of that jazz Fantastic. So tickets, how are t- how are the tickets going? I haven't looked. We probably still got some available, but uh, yep. they are selling out pretty fast. So, yeah, jump on. I don't know what is the website to get on. I know I've got it on the homepage of my website, CassandraTindle dot com. You it's can always Eventbrite. follow the link. So it's Eventbrite, yes. and it's Water yep. so Trio. Jump
2: onto Eventbrite and, and sure. search for the Water Trio. They'll be able to find it.
1: Yeah, and okay, depending cool. on where you're listening to the show, you might see in the show notes we'll have the link there as well just underneath. Okay, uh, cool. Fantastic. Alrighty.
0: Over Thanks, and out, guys. guys. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much.
2: <laughs> Until next week. Bye. <laughs> see you Bye. later. Bye.